Welcome to the Leadership Void Podcast. Enrique and Vince here, and we're all about helping you develop and fill the areas of void in your leadership. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Leadership Void Podcast. I'm Enrique with my co-host Vince, and today we are excited to bring to you one of our local first responders doing great things in Seminole County, and Vince will introduce. Absolutely. Happy February, everyone, and good morning, as he said. Tim Cook is with us, the CEO of Advent Health, Altamont Springs. He's from Seminole County. We're just so gracious to have him with us today. Tim, let's start off. Just tell us a little bit about you. Good morning, Vince and Enrique. It's good to be here with you guys. Um, I've, I've been in Florida now about 15 years. Grew up in California uh, and then got here via Chicago. So it's been a little bit of a, an interesting journey. I, I started off feeling very strongly called into ministry and service. And uh, so I started my professional career actually as a pastor. And uh, it, in fact, frankly, I, I was never really crazy about hospitals. Uh, I thought, you know, that just, just like all kids and young people, that they don't necessarily draw you to them if you didn't grow up in them. Um, but I think my time in pastoring helped me realize that um, when people are sick emotionally and spiritually and physically, that it's all connected. And, and that, that really kind of opened my heart. And uh, through just a lot of unique opportunities, the Lord opened the doors for me. And I fell almost 30 years ago now into some healthcare work. And uh, each year it grew a little bit more. And before you knew it, I was um, in full-time hospital work and I love it. I got a beautiful wife, three beautiful kids, a brand new uh, granddaughter. And I, you, never, you never think you're going to really be a grandfather. And when it happens, it's, it's like shocking. Um, and uh, so very, very blessed. Uh, I was about to say, that's a great uh, history there. Uh, I pastored as well. So we share some of that uh, history. Yeah. And yeah. it's amazing how you say how interconnected things are. Um, and you got into the health care field. So tell us a little bit more about Advent Health. Well, Advent Health is a faith-based healthcare system, and it's over 150 years old. Um, here in Orlando, Florida is one of the oldest Adventist hospitals. It's um, now probably 115 years old. When I was in Chicago, it's one of the second oldest hospitals in, in the country of, of Advent Health System is there in Hinsdale, it's a suburb of Chicago. And so the, the depth really is that idea that an individual is made up of mind, body, and spirit. And when you look at Jesus ministry, which the foundation of our culture, uh, our, our healthcare culture is based off Jesus healing ministry. And when he looked at an individual, he saw a whole person person that had a, a, an emotional life, a spiritual life, and a physical life. And any one of those getting wounded hurts the other. And very rarely, if you find somebody who's really struggling with a physical condition, do you not realize they're emotionally struggling and often spiritually struggling? Pastor Enrique, how often have you heard somebody with a, with a, a real difficult health problem say, God, why me? What have I done? our psyche is all tied together. And so Advent Health is, um, is a company that for years has built its healthcare platform on a, on a whole person care concept. How, how do we treat 
not just the physical condition with excellence, but how can we support the emotional and the spiritual component as well? Sounds easy, it's not. Um, it takes a lot of smart, very talented people, but that is the foundation of who we are and what we're trying to do. Well, thank you for that. Definitely, you know, curing the whole, whole person, you know, holistically, which is great. Thank you for doing that. It's amazing. Um, Tim, tell me, uh, how did the pandemic influence or impacted Advent Health? Well, the pandemic, like everybody, um, threw everybody a loop. Um, you know, Advent Health is made up of hundreds of really smart clinical people. But as we all know, the, the pandemic threw questions at basic clinical science that nobody had studied yet, or at least not in, in pockets um, that had, people had all the answers. So it really put our, our team on, on a clinical fast track. And um, I think Advent Health really broke through some clinical barriers to learn how to take care of the, the, the clinical side of, of patients in a tremendous way. We were, we were in, here in Central Florida, we had some of the first breakthroughs with remdesivir and some other things that we started using um, quickly as the trials came through and saw that that, that was uh, an important thing to do. Um, but it was very, very hard. If you go back to what we talked about, this whole person care, I'll tell you, it was bumpy to figure out what was safe and what wasn't safe. And, and many of you went through this situation where you had loved ones in the hospital and you didn't have the same kind of visitation opportunities. Talk about impacting the emotional and spiritual aspect of a patient. We might have been giving great clinical care, but isolating them from their family took a toll on their spiritual and their emotional. So managing that was very, very difficult, not just for us, but for all of healthcare. And so these are things we, we've learned and we're still trying to come out of that to figure out how do we, we still take care of the whole person. We use technology and all those other things, but it was very, very difficult. The staff were stretched as they had to become the surrogate family members for many COVID patients. They had to be the connector on that video link to interpret and to communicate. So um, it's, I, I would say in summary, it's promoted clinical excellence. I think we achieved some new significant clinical highs. I think it's really challenged the foundation of what, what people in healthcare and first responders, Enrique, you mentioned, I mean, this, this is a dynamic that happened across the first responder network. Um, People didn't know how to deal, who did they touch, who did they not touch, what masks do they wear, what can they not wear. It put a lot of stress on the system, people working long hours, um, not knowing what the future was gonna be. It really has stretched the healthcare providers and, and it pushed nursing and other caregiving careers um, to the limit. And so we're, we're trying to come out of that and figure out what is the new future, because we're not going back. The world that we all knew before COVID um, is not going to return. We're creating a new world. And in healthcare, that's going to be even, even more significant. Uh, Tim, you, you mentioned creating a new world. And it, indeed, that's what it is. And, and for folks listening, and you know, we cover leadership. Uh, you know, and leaders listening, how, how are you impacting that? How are you creating a new world for your folks? And, and I, I love that you mentioned that. You also mentioned the, the strain on the three, you know, three type body, 
you know, mind, emotion yeah. and, and, and actual body. And as you was talking, I, I was reminiscing about April. I lost my mom to COVID. So I know in, in intimately that yeah. dynamic of the separation and how do you deal with all of that? Uh, and it's yeah. amazing uh, because you mentioned a holistic uh, view, a holistic way of dealing with, uh, and you see my eyes are glossy because, you know, it just, it just, yeah. you know, it takes you back to that. But you, you also mentioned this new world, this new dynamic we're, we're heading into, uh, uh, uncharted, uh, but, manageable we we can do this we can do this together so what does the future for advent health look like well let, let me go back to some of that newness and elements that emerged during um some of the critical first on telehealth telemedicine technology uh as i mentioned people in the hospital room were communicating with loved ones outside via the telephone or the ipad many folks were getting care they were seeing their primary care docs or even ER visits or center care visits through an e-health platform. That really has opened, uh, opened up the world to a dynamic of, of where will people get their care and what, how much care can be given over um, a telemedicine. There's actually quite a bit. You know, a, a doc or a, a nurse practitioner can tell a lot by interviewing someone over a telemedicine platform, giving them the right prescription that challenges our historical thinking because our historical thinking is you, you got to see the person, touch the person, put a stethoscope on their heart. But the reality is, uh, I mean, you guys probably all have iPhones or Androids. You, you can do a EKG on your watch and you can send it in to your cardiologist and they can take a look at it and say whether you need to come in or not. I mean, these are the things that are really the initial platforms that I think COVID pushed they were out there, people were tinkering with them. This created a form where we had to really fully implement them. And now that we have, it's gonna continue, continue to change. I think we were already pushing this idea that, do you really need to be in a hospital for care? Can you be in, uh, in an outpatient setting? Can you be in your home? Um, you're gonna see emerging more and more home care uh, of organizations that actually will come out to your house and do a lot of this stuff for a much cheaper price, a lot more effectively, not create the stress in the environment of a trip, particularly for an elderly person to a hospital and ER. So these are the kinds of things that you're going to see from Advent Health, um, leveraging technology, leveraging what we learn clinically and applying it in today's world. Leveraging technology, definitely, Tim Cook is is the way to go. And I, I love the fact that you're going into homes, that'll be the future, you know, because not only, not only the elderly, but those that don't have transportation also is impacted by that. So great, great opportunities there and leveraging technology as well. So I, I definitely appreciate everything Advent Health is doing, going and abiding with the future going forward. So let's transition a little bit with, uh, with our conversation, talk about leadership. So Tim, is there something you do in your spare time that aids you to thrive in your professional life? Well, I, I think I, I, probably the obvious that everybody you talk to says is, is reading is obviously, um, and of course, reading now means different things, right? Because of technology, reading can mean podcasts, can be listening. It doesn't necessarily mean cracking open a book. We, many of us are reading books as we're driving around, but that, that, is, a, that is a great and important um, 
source of information. I think the other thing, and I want this to, I, I want to say something and lead back a little bit to another impact of, of the pandemic. Um, talking to people a little more openly, you know, I, I think, I think the, the pandemic has opened some conversation that was harder to have. We had in our communities more conversation about race relations and the issues there. The other thing that came out of that related to race relations was um, the, the disproportionate way or the, the inequity or the disparity between different populations of accessing healthcare. And so as that has allowed conversations to open, um, we're learning more. So I, as much as reading is helpful, the other thing that's opened up is we've had conversations with different parts of our community and different populations to understand what are the barriers that they're having in accessing healthcare. And Vince, you, you talked about transportation. We talked to a community in Sanford um, that that's the single, they don't have easy access and there isn't a doctor or a clinic five minutes down the road. They have to figure out sometime a week in advance how to get to their doctor's appointment that might be a half hour away. Other communities don't have that kind of issue because resources are closer. So I think, I, I think it's opened up conversations uh, and, and we're probably growing more from, from a truthful acknowledgement of the, of the vulnerabilities of the system that we relied on so much that it is not uh, performing as well in certain communities. So com conversations of, of learning more about that and learning directly from groups of people who are going through certain experiences has frankly blown our minds open and helped us to realize that we were blind in ways we didn't even know we were in, in terms of these, these groups. So I, I, think, I think having open candid conversations with different groups has, has really been a, a transformational opportunity for us. Well, definitely communication is key to any uh, endeavor that aims to go well, right? Especially yeah. in healthcare. And it's yeah. amazing how still in our current time, there are still folks challenged with things like transportation and, and getting places. Uh, when I look around and I'm five minutes from everything, right? It's just uh, uh, amazing. Now, as we're talking leadership, you mentioned reading and undoubtedly that is one of the things that we often hear and, and Vince and I actually do. Um, but then there's other things like, as we were growing up, we got this advice, we got this tip, we got this uh, saying that we gravitated to and said, you know what, that's, that's great. I'm going to keep that. And I'm going to take that as I escalate going up the ladder and, and progressing professionally. What one thing would you say, or, or several things that you would say that stuck with you as you was growing up that you would like to share with uh, another leader that's growing up? Well, there's three things. And, um, it, 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 you know, when you get old, you can reflect on things, then you see things clearly. Sometimes the rear, the rear view mirror is actually more enlightening than the, than the windshield. Um, and, and three things that over my career I look back on and say through through leaders and experiences, there were three concepts that I, I think were really critical. One, one is frankly the burden of leadership and I should say the honor and the burden of leadership and that, that you have to own the responsibility for what you're doing. 
it, um, you know, we live unfortunately in a culture right now that thrives on blame. You got to find, always find somebody to blame. Nobody owns it, but everybody's blaming someone else. But I think that's critical. And so if, uh, I, I think young in my life, I recall leaders pouring into me this concept. If you're going to be a leader, you've got to own the situation. You can't, when it doesn't work, you can't blame six other people. You got to own it. So I think that's one, one very critical. I think the other um, is, is empathy. I think a leader um, has to have an empathetic uh, ear and voice and heart. We have to see, you know, a great book, old, old book now. I can re still remember finding it for the first time. Seven High Habits of Highly Effective People from Stephen Covey. Everybody's read that book. But one of the, those habits is seek first to understand before being understood. That's empathy. That's trying to understand what is going on. Why would someone act that way? Why would someone's position be that way? Before spending a lot of time arguing it, maybe we ought to spend some time understanding it. So I think that empathetic perspective is very important. And, and the final one for me um, is, is the concept of gratitude. You know, it, it's so important in leadership to realize that it is an honor, a humbling uh, gift that you've been given to be able to lead. People have to allow you to lead. You can't just take it on. And so we've all worked with, with leaders who feel entitled by their, by their title, by their position. Um, and often that leadership leaves people cold. But a grateful leader, one who acknowledges humbly the responsibility they've been given and is grateful for the opportunity, grateful for the, the burden, frankly, that it is, um, pours into other people a grateful spirit. So empathy, gratitude, and ownership, I guess, would be those three when I think back, people have poured into me that has stuck and even helped me get through some of the most difficult times. Because every situation you can be grateful for, even if it's grateful for it, it's the lessons you're learning because they're painful lessons, but you're, you're still um, grateful to be able to learn them and experience from them. And you know, Tim, those are superpowers, I call them, because those are all intangibles. Everything you get in the universities, you know, your doctorate, your master's, those are your technical skills, but you're talking about all these intangibles that are so important for every leader to have. Those are great advice for emerging leaders, being grateful, empathetic, and have the ownership. Yeah. Uh, so appreciate that. So Tim, how do you handle challenges you either currently facing or faced in the past? Well, <laughs> the, the easiest is not alone, right? I, I, think, I think whenever you face difficult situations and you don't bring your team in or create a team, that's kind of foolishness because none of us, none of us can face um, the future on our own. And if we do, that's by our own choice because there are people who are, are experienced and knowledgeable and have a heart for whatever you're doing, whether it's healthcare, um, we, we have here at this team, you know, we've got a lot of nursing issues because the nursing world is changing so much. We have a wonderful chief nursing officer here who I have to lean on and, and, and support her and she has to support me. And we have, a, we have a finance person who, and that creates a team and a chief medical officer. All of those folks together then create a team that uh, is stronger, so much stronger than any one of us. So I, in, in all simpleness, um, Vince, for my career, it's been absolute reliance 
um, on a strong team who are all moving and pulling the same direction. And I absolutely love that because it's truly a team effort to and to get through these challenges. There is absolutely. nothing that we will face that does not connect to somebody else. And so if you go on it and try to do it by yourself, um, I agree. Foolishness is the appropriate word for yeah. that uh, yeah. definition. But um, yeah, I, I love that you mentioned that. Now, uh, challenges uh, create ch times of change and times of change uh, creates other opportunities. So how do you uh, deal with times of change? Well, I, I think the first opportunity is you got to embrace it. You know, so many of us just fight and we spend so much energy fighting the momentum of change versus embracing it. Um, it, it it's, a, it's a lot of wasted energy because every moment something is changing. Our body's changing, a scenario is changing. We cannot fight it. So how do we, how do we I guess it's like a, a, a bull, you know, you got to get on and ride it, you know, and you got to embrace it. And, and then you've got to, I think you've got to try to develop a mindset that you actually can be motivated by it. If you embrace it and then allow it to motivate you for new and innovation, um, new conversations, new relationships, uh, none of us like, I mean, we don't like to change. I, I, we know that. Um, and it, it makes us weary. So that's why you've got to find a way to actually get energized by it because otherwise it'll drain your batteries. And I, for me, it's just a, a, an emotional and a mental choice to embrace it, not fight it. Definitely. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you definitely have to fight it. No, but go, go ahead and continue, Tim. No, I, I, I was just going to say, you, you know, um, your human nature wants to fight it. And they're probably, I mean, if somebody wants to challenge me literally, there probably is change that needs to be fought. Um, but so I guess, I, I guess you've got to, by embracing what it is, then you can determine um, what the fight is. But it's some way, way along the line, you've got you've to motivate yourself through the energy of change um, to, to manage it for the best outcome. But to, to try to put up a wall, it's like a river that's gonna just eventually just wash over it. And then you, you're gonna, we all, I mean, we can, we can cite all the classic examples of Blockbuster and all those organizations who said, no, all that, that's fancy talk. We're not gonna do that. Those who embraced it, found out a way to manage it and get motivated by it, usually are the ones who survive. Yeah. And that story about Blockbuster, you know, Netflix went to them, the two gentlemen, and guess what? Now look at them now, right? It's so interesting. You definitely don't want to put up that wall because the river is going to run right through you. So great advice, great tips. Love what Advent Health is doing. 115 years and looking forward to the next 115 years. So how do folks reach you, Tim, or Advent Health? Um, well, adventhealth.com is the, the easiest way to get to anything i mean on advent health because that website you can you can access anything clinical or not our jobs or anything um if you want to send anything to me it's it's easy it's just tim.cook at adventhealth.com it's a easy little name there so you can just put a dot in the middle of it and send it on over and i'll i'd be love to hear from you well we'll be sure to have that as part of the show notes 
And so folks can uh, not only look at Advent Help, but also be able to communicate with you. And if you want to communicate with us, the leadership void at gmail.com is where you'll send that communication. If you'd like to see a speaker or a guest or a topic on leadership during our show, that's where you'll send those requests. And we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. And we have a couple other things just to let you know. First, we're sponsored by the home team of Brown Point Mortgage Service Corporation. Thank you for them sponsoring us. We have a subscription drive trying to reach our 200 subscriber on our YouTube channel at The Leadership Void. Just hit like, uh, join in, and you're going to enter to win the drawing into Standing O Salute Edition by Scott McGregor. So please subscribe for that. Help us there. And for those who listen to the A-Rod uh, podcast episode, uh, Alex Rodriguez, He's given away a suit, a business suit to a man, a young man, a young woman. And all you have to do is answer his 10 questions, send it to us. And guess what? You enter into that drawing. So great. Two ways of, of getting some great opportunities there. Radio check is something we do every first and the 15th of every month at 1900 hours, which is 7 p.m. It's just a way to talk to our first responders, our military members out there just to check in. You know, social isolation is real. So first and the 15th, check us out. And next week, we have another great dynamic uh, guest talking and speaking about what they're doing in the community. But today, we're just honored to talk to Tim Cook. Came all the way from Chicago, well, via California. <laughs> and here's in Seminole County doing some great things at Advent Health. Tim, thank you for being with us and joining us today. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to the Leadership Board Podcast. If you have any topics you would like to discuss or you are dealing with leadership issues, be sure to write us at theleadershipvoid at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Until next time.